So last week I went on Joe Betty's new podcast and YouTube channel called Real Talk with Shifting Metal. Now I'm sure you'll know Joe from his uh, YouTube channel, Shifting Metal. We had a right good chat about a bit of everything really. We chatted about how Joe wants to grow his business, Barrow Motors, and how we're hoping to do the same at Lovely Car Company. So we were just having a really good, you know, chewing of the fat, motor trade talk for a good hour. You know what it's like when you get chatting to someone else in the trade. You can go on for bloody hours, can't you? And this was the the same sort of thing. So I'm sure there'll be some little golden nuggets in there, some great little bits of advice. I know I got some things from Joe where I thought, oh, God, yeah, I need to start doing that. So this is it. Um, I hope you enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to Joe's new channel, Real Talk with Shifting Metal. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Real Talk podcast. I'm your host, Joe, the owner of Barrow Motors, carsboughtformore.com, and, of course, the Shifting Metal YouTube channel. And today's guest is David Gott. He's the owner of The Lovely Car Company in Chesterfield. He runs a podcast called The Car Dealer Pro Podcast, actually a podcast that I learned an awful lot from when I was kind of building up Barrow Motors. And since I had him on this podcast before, I managed to convince him to start his own YouTube channel. So that has absolutely soared. I think they've been doing it for about two and a half months now. They're over 2,000 subscribers, which is absolutely incredible. He's a guy who's got a lot of useful information, completely down to earth, a great character. We're going to have a lot more content coming with Dave in the future. So this was just a bit of an informal catch up. Um, We've both got bigger plans for our businesses. So we're talking about what's coming up for Barrow Motors, the lovely car company, and our respective YouTube channels. So grab yourself a drink. This is about an hour and 10 minutes long, I think. Just great to have a catch up with Dave. I hope you enjoy it. So how's it going, mate? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Are you you more recovered now? Have you licked your wounds or are you still pissed off? Um, and now I'm not that pissed off. I think something better will come along. It's fine. It wasn't. It wasn't the greatest thing. And what annoys me is that uh, I got blamed for it in a sense. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, they were like, oh, it's because it took so long. We gave it to someone else and whatever. Yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they were just using excuses. Yeah, yeah. I probably dodged a bullet. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. It, do you know what the thing is? Is I've been looking for a long time, maybe like six to nine months to find a place for this MOT centre. And uh, this thing came up and I was like, mm, it's not great, but, you know, exactly. it'll do. Yeah. Let's do it. And I, it'll do. Yeah, exactly. You should be buying anything where it'll do. I know, I know. But it's they're just... a bird and going, she'll do. Oh, she'll do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not good. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna fly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. But I thought if it was quick and we can get on with it, at least we'll do. You know, we'll make whatever of it. Especially if we can have that side bit. Yeah. And then it took forever, and you know, like you said, it is like picking a bird. She'll do. The beer starts wearing off, and you're like, mm. <laughs> yeah. especially when I went back from a second visit, it looked tiny in there. I forgot. You know, it's it's amazing how it looks smaller when you get there, doesn't it? But... Yeah, definitely, definitely. You, you you've dodged a bullet, definitely. Did you have any like? Was it on your mind all the time? Um, I'm only asking you this for myself, like this pitch that I've, like now I'm I'm committed to buying it, but leading up to it, oh God, the, the moments of doubt, 
were there yeah. all the time. You know, were you like that with this, or were you like, yeah, I'm going to have it? I wasn't at all. I was completely relaxed about this, but maybe that's because I didn't care about it. Because when I got and pitched the cut the sales site where I am now, moving from a little unit, um, if I put this in video, I'll put a picture up of me because I'm like nearly 18 stone now, but I was under 10 stone. That's how worried I was. Stress, I just yeah. didn't eat. And yeah. I was so like, it was just me and one guy that I employed would going from like having 10 cars in a field and little industrial unit yeah. to having a site that needed work and it had workshops and it had existing customers that were going to turn up from day one and start expecting us to do stuff. And yeah, yeah. I was bricking it. I really was. And it was like, I didn't know if I was doing the right thing. Am I going to financially cripple myself in the first year or two or whatever? I think yeah. once I, now that I've proved it to myself, the next one is like, I'll make it work. You know, I'll make it work. That's it. That's it. That's so, how I feel now. I'm like, fucking hell, I've done all this leading up to this. If I don't do this, I'm just going to regret it. Um, so that, that that now I'm like fully committed for getting this, uh, th this garage and that. Um, so I'm going to remortgage the house. I've, I've, yeah. sold, I've got a student house that's going through one. That, to be fair, that's what's lifted me. This student house, the money's coming in the bank on Thursday. Oh, okay. I should have 60, 60 grand. So I've got yeah, 60 yeah. grand. I need to find another 104. I'm going to remortgage the house, get 120 out of the house. Okay. And then I can probably take the rest out of the cars. Or yeah. I can get it something if you you can really find a way can't you that's the great thing about once you've set yourself up and you're in cars or whatever if you do need 20 30 grand or whatever you've only got to sell a few cars to have that cash if you need it for a short term do you know what i mean like so yeah I'm, I'm glad you, i'm glad you're doing it um yeah yeah i think it's, yeah. you're i think you regret the things you don't do more than the things you do Definitely. you know and you'll make it work 100 percent. definitely the things that scare you the most are the things that you've got to do yeah, 100%. So this didn't scare you, this MOT thing. So it probably wasn't big enough for you. It wasn't no. big enough challenge. There's something better out there for you. Yeah, I've got. I've been out and I've been making a few like inquiries with different people that, I don't know, it's made me rethink as well because I was thinking, obviously, I need an MOT centre because we can't get enough MOTs. And the MOT centres that we do use just... They don't give you time slots. They aren't reliable enough. They can't give you enough. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're going like, oh, yeah, we're not doing trade MOTs anymore because we don't make any money out of it. So you have to pay full whack anyway, which I don't mind that as long as I can get them done. Yeah. So it was, it was for, I wanted to do it so that I could cover my own MOTs. But, um, yeah, I'm sure I can find a better solution with someone else, just getting them to do it. So I have a lot less investment yeah. and put you know, that time and energy and money and something else. And I've got my eye on something else. And I'm in talks with, um, uh, you know, uh, probably that site I talked to you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to give too much away while it's still up in the air. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's trying to make that work. He's a bit vague. He's like, oh, I haven't really got any information. And it, it was a car sales site. And the people who've moved out supposedly put in their lease, I imagine they must have had a 20-year a lease or something. Yeah. Uh, that the next people to take a lease on there that yeah. it should be a last resort for it to be car sales again. I can't, I've never heard of anything like that. No. But, you know, can't, can't, once you've left the lease, how you can still have some control over it. Yeah, and the thing is, it looks like a car sales, that's what it's all geared up for. So what yeah, else could yeah. it be? Um, and when did they leave, the previous tenant? They left probably like four or five months ago. 
Um, but he's going to be paying all that council tax because it's empty. Yeah. The landlord's got to pay that. So surely be desperate to get it. I've phoned him. I've spoken with him and kind of said my interest, said, look, I, I, it, what's happening with it? Because it says all inquiry, so I just want to what's happening with it, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, it will be, but I need to get it valued. I need to get this, the estate agents in there to kind of know how much he wants to charge again. So I guess it's been 20 years probably since he had a price on it, which is fair enough. And I was like, would you sell it? Because that's what I'd, I got. I think it's got to be like 500 grand at most. You reckon? I thought it looked more than that. Do you reckon? It probably is. You know, <laughs> this place, well, I'm buying 700 and it's not as... Is it? Yeah, yeah. snazzy as that, that place, what you're looking at. Yeah. I was thinking maybe some I mean, how many cars can you get on there? I, I think I like I did like a a count up from a Google aerial thing and looked about a hundred. I mean that yeah, a hundred. Yeah, and you're down south. Oh, God. The thing is being down south does make it more expensive where we are for sure. Yeah. But yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. The fact that it's got a petrol station on it is like a godsend because it stops it from being easily made into houses exactly. because they've got to do all the soil samples and all that sort of stuff i know people have done it before yeah and it's just a nightmare so that puts them off right away because it's hundreds of thousands and getting that sorted yeah. so they're unlike because if it did that did it would just go into the stratosphere value wise you know gone but um yeah i don't know funnily enough taking a leaf out of your book i'm going on the james sinclair podcast at the end of the week <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, i'm gonna say to oh, that's it, brilliant. Because, you know, I just get his advice on, yeah. you know, like, because I've done my, I've done what I do. I, I, you know, I know what I would do in that scenario, which is what I've done. I phoned him up. I've had a chat with him. I've, I've registered my interest. I've said, you know, that I'd be interested in buying it, especially if you'd like to sell it. Because, yeah. you know, you have to, I'd have to figure some way out. Sell my farm, sell my house, whatever. It's got a flat above. Make it work because, yeah, you know, I feel like it'd be worth it. Um. Uh, and then he was, I'll get back to you. And he didn't. I thought, I need to chase up with him. So I did in the new year. In fact, I think I did as soon as that MOT thing fell through. I was like, right, I'm going to send him an email. Just checking out, is, you know, what's any news? Because I'm still very interested, et cetera, et cetera. Still trying to be really positive and whatever about it. And he came back saying, yeah, we're still the same. Still don't know anything. Hopefully, know at the end of January. But, you know, my ass starts going like this. I'm like, I, I don't want to miss it because someone else comes in and says, I'll give yeah. you this price and that price. And it just gets done. Yeah. Before I get a chance to enter the game, do you know what I mean? So I'll see what his um what his advice is on how he would go about because he's Mr. I buy businesses and all that sort of he, stuff. Be, he's gonna be like buy it, but what I think he'll say to you is don't sell your house. He'll probably tell you uh, but he'll say yeah. like there's plenty of other ways to Well, that's it. what I'm hope that's what I'm hoping he'll say, you know, yeah. that there's some way to you know, I could raise a bit of money. It depends how much you need. It depends how much it's going to be. That's the problem. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's how it. much? How much are you putting together in, as a deposit for seven hundred grand? Two hundred and ten grand. Okay. So, um, so when I spoke with James Sinclair, all the stuff that he said, I was against it. He was like, "Yeah, all you're going to have to do is remortgage your house, uh, put your your because uh, I've got like seven rentals, uh, so mm. put them up as equity." And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I just, I just want, I don't want to have a massive mortgage. Um, so I put my house up for sale. And then basically it's went a bit quiet, you know, people buying property and stuff. And I thought, yeah. well, if I do get someone buying it, 
it'll probably be in a chain, it's going to take forever, blah, blah, blah. So I just thought, fuck it, let's work out how much it's going to cost to remortgage. Basically, if I, re- I didn't realise if you remortgage your house, you can put part of it on an interest-only mortgage as well. Right, yeah. So 70 grand might be going on interest-only and the rest as a repayment. So the mortgage is going to be about £1,400 a month, which isn't that bad. No. You know, it's not that bad at all. I mean, I'm only paying like 600 but 1400 and I'm going to pull out an 100-odd grand. So yeah. I'm like... Look at all, yeah, I'll do that. That's good. So what's that, about a 6% rate or something? Uh, 5.4%. 5.4, yeah. So they down the rates. Yeah, well, as you know, I got this bit of land, farm or whatever, that was seemed like, it, I mean, it still might be a great idea. I might get a house here one day or whatever, but it's probably at this stage for like 200 grand in cash, just dead. Oh, just sat there? Yeah. And can you not, because can, when I bought it at auction... Can you so, it? I, well, I looked at, if you see, the only thing I can get is like a commercial mortgage. And I got a price before and it was 10% APR interest only. So mm-hmm. for 100 grand, you'd be paying a grand a month, basically, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it, I was just like, fucking hell, that's a lot. Yeah. But you know, maybe there's something where you incorporate that. I don't know. This is where he's like the finance guy. That, that's all stuff that's like way too high frequency for me to concentrate on. He's, so I need yeah. someone who's good at that sort of thing. Because, you know, I'm, I, I could scrape it all together. If I was to sell everything, you know, I could make it all happen. No problem. It's a, ideally... How long is it going to take? See, this was my problem. How long is it going to take you to scrape everything together? Could take a year, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on how much you need, how much, you, whatever. But, um, yeah. And then the next worry would be like, all oh, right, okay, yeah, I've lined up to buy it. I've now got to have twice as much stock. And I've got to fix the building up and yeah. all that sort of stuff. We're both on the same like uh, wavelength. Uh, yeah. I'd go out to sleep at night and I'd be like, in my head, I'd think, I've got the money. Like I've, I've worked out to get the deposit, and then I'd be like, how the fuck am I going to get 70, 80 cars on there? I forgot yeah. about, you know, and then... And yeah, then the actual, yeah, yeah. Concentrating on the getting over the hurdle, and then it's... yeah. yeah. But you will look, but then the other thing is you could sell cars under like seven grand. You could well, just I, I probably have to start you have to bring the value down, which would be great anyway. Because yeah. they'll turn over a lot quicker. You probably just find bloody hell, you'd have you'd have to have you'd have a lot of headaches with warranties and stuff. Yeah. But you know, give it two years, you'd you'd be back up to like the yeah the the, the, the price range that you want to be in. But yeah. what I have learned from this is that I re- and you said something as well about I'd go and live in a in a uh, shipping container if I had to. And that yeah. stuck with me, you know, just to, to get the money to do something. And what I have realised is this job, this business is is what, what I do live for. You know, like yeah. the thought of getting, like I could sell all the cars, get a lovely, nice house, paid off the mortgage, but it wouldn't fulfil me. I'd be like, so what bought. I bought yeah. this year, the thought of like putting everything on the line even going back to DJing, I'm thinking, right, if I'll just do a Saturday night and that Saturday night will pay for half the mortgage, you know, or yeah. whatever. But it's given me that, it's given me that um that energy again, you know. Like yeah. you always need it. it I don't think what age you get, there's you always have to have something you're striving for. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I think in recent years I've only just convinced myself that I've probably got like a bit of ADHD and that's not a bad thing but <laughs> yes. I I need something to whatever it's probably got me to where I am 
yeah. not understanding what it was. But I used to hate myself for kind of like being laser focused on some obsession for six months and yeah. then changing to something else and then not 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 getting really good at anything. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. pretty good at a lot of things. And I used to hate myself for that. But now I'm like, well, actually, I know quite a lot about a lot of different things and I can talk to a yeah. lot of different people. But the thing is, I always need something new and fresh. And when I've had other businesses in the past, they've kind of hit like a plateau. And I can't yeah, really yeah. do much more, I feel, with those. Yeah. But with this, I just feel like we can always get another site. You can always add a workshop on. You can. Yeah. I've added on the transport. I've added on the car buying and obviously doing the YouTube and stuff like that. So there's always something to, so it always keeps me interested. Yeah. And I think yeah. if it gets stale and stagnant, yeah. the whole business is going downhill, you know. It's... A really good metaphor is, you know, because I'm into running. So when I used to run all the time, I'd get bored of just running. Or if you go to the gym, you get bored of just doing weights. Yeah. This business is like CrossFit. It's like... Yeah, just, a bit of everything. It takes you forever. To, to work out how to do CrossFit properly because there's so many different parts to it and it keeps you motivated. And that's what this job is, exactly what you're saying. There's, you can always improve. You know, it's like the aim, it's like Gary Vee always says, have you heard of Gary Vee? Yeah, yeah. He's like this fucking influencer about like, doing what you love and all this shit. And he always says... Yeah, yeah, he's a bit annoying, but he's really good at what he says. And he says that his aim is to to own the New York Jets. Mm. So he aims for that because he knows it's such a hard task. He says he, he knows that if he does get the New York Jets, then he'll be depressed. But he's aiming for that because yeah. it's unattainable sort of thing. Yeah, and that's what this, I'm like, let's get a car supermarket. Do you know, know? Do you know, yeah, exactly. That reminds me of, what's that actor called? Um He's always bloody shirtless and whatever. Uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey or McConaughey. Or oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, did yeah. one where it's like my hero or my goal, my hero, whatever, is me in 10 years' time. Because the good thing with that is I'm always trying to be that person in 10 years' time, but I'm always moving along. So they're always <laughs> 10 years ahead of me, so I never lose motivation. So that's that's the same same sort of thing. But the good news is I'm really looking forward to being on with, with this James because I listened to, like, a lot of us. I didn't know of him until I, you went on there and you put it on your podcast. Yeah. And um, the amount of people that he gets on there, and they're like, "I've got this business, and I'm doing whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, do you want to? Do you want to expand, or do you want to just have a lifestyle type of thing?" And they're like, "Well, you know, I." And he kind of like coaxes them almost into being like, "Yeah, I want to expand." He's like, "Great, okay, well, I can give you some." If, uh, it's like, whereas I'm going to go on and be like, "Yes, I want a monster. I want to own the world. I, yeah. I live, sleep, breathe, and eat this. I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed. It's, it's a, it's a bit sad. I wish." In a way, I could control it a little bit more, but I'll lie in bed thinking about it. I'll get home from whatever, and I'm doing it. I'm sat in the toilet. I'm looking for cars to buy, and I'm always thinking about what's the next thing to do because that's what kind of what keeps me sane in a way. Like, and, that, and that's, I am, that's, I am that's super what he says. obsessed. That's what he says. He says, you either live to work or you work to live. And that James Sinclair says, I'm not embarrassed to say it, but I work to live, and I want to create monster. So mm. obviously you've got that same gene what he's got, so it'll be a really in interesting. Do you not to, think? Do you not think you do? Or uh, me? <sighs> yeah, I don't I've got a mix. I'm 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 because I'm, I'm, I'm 44. It's it's really hard to explain. Like because I'm I'm single and whatnot, and meeting people is very difficult when you're in this sort of job. And then what you do is you put your energies in a, a relationship and then 
I, I feel that I've took the the, the gas off the uh, yes. business. But now I'm not in a relationship. I'm like all in for the business again now. Yeah. And I feel like I've got my mojo back. So yeah. what's a little bit worrying is I'm probably going to be single for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know? well, I, I well, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I got guys that work for me and they've had two or three divorces and they're like, I, I love it now. You know, I, I just go home and I put on the TV, whatever I want to watch. And there's no one saying this or that or whatever. And I always say to my missus, I say that she's, she's a bit quite sort of jealous type. And I'm like, if we ever break out, we're not getting with anyone else because I'm done with it. This is my last ditch. I'm, like, I'm not really interested. I just, I quite like my own company, so I'm, I'd be quite happy to have that yeah. kind of not monastic life. But you know, just like I said when I said to you before, like yeah, if, if there was a big goal like you're saying with this new site you want to get, I'd quite happily live in like you say like a shipping container or or a mobile home or something. Because all yeah. I do is go home, sleep, do a bit of computer research, whatever. Wake up to go to work. So yeah, exactly. that really matters to me. Um, where so, if you said to me oh you're going to meet someone you're going to uh, watch the chase on an afternoon and then make tea and then watch Coronation Street I'd be like shoot me now yeah you know? fade so, into just oblivion of just pointlessness <laughs> yeah that's it yeah no it's not it's not for me I'm not sure it's not for a lot no. of people but... But, but going back to what you're saying I, I'm not I don't think I want to do a monster. I am a, a, a lifestyle person, definitely. So yeah. I to, I, I'll be happy with 100 to like 150, 200 grand a year profit. I've got no, quite. I don't want to be like making a million. It, it, mm. it, as long as I can just have enough to have a nice life, we've got nice holidays and all that. So I, I know really deep down I am a, a lifestyle entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll probably maybe I'll find out at some point that I am because the funny thing, I'm not I'm not motivated by money. There's nothing I want really. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But I just that. want to achieve the thing that gives me the sense of satisfaction and, and a contentment and whatever. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. I'm not, no, no, like I want to make a million quid a year or whatever. I, I'm sure it would never happen, and I wouldn't know what to do with it. I'd just be annoyed about the tax bill probably. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely. And would you yeah. like to have kids and stuff then? Uh, yeah, I would do. Yeah, I would this is why do. my my outlook on life is probably different because I've got two kids. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I do. I have always wanted to, but I do wonder these days. You know, I'm thirty six in a few weeks. Um, so yeah, time getting on and yeah I don't know it's, it's tricky if yeah. I don't, I, it, it won't kill me but I have always wanted to but I do wonder if I would be a bit too kind of selfish really with work and whatever I'm sure and I'd like to think your mindset changes like a lot of people say it does and no, th work think, doesn't think... become the most important thing anymore well it for me it sort of it motivates me more having kids because you want to provide for them you know um and it doesn't, don't think for one minute if you have kids, it's going to hinder you with your business. If anything, it becomes, makes you become more productive. Right, yeah. I have, it's a funny thing is, when I was obsessed in my 20s and doing whatever it was, whether it was doing up houses to try and flip them to make like, you know, 20 grand or whatever to move on, do the next thing. I bought quite a few houses in a row and lived in them for a year, did them up, whatever. And that's probably where I, you know, ended up having money to be able to do stuff in the future. But I had businesses where I imported 
stuff from China and you know did like an e-commerce type thing before it was a real whatever. Yeah. And you know, people would be like, "Oh, you come out this weekend." I'm like, "Nah, I just, I just didn't really have much of a social life. wasn't interested because even then I was kind of obsessed with the work stuff." But I was always like, my justification to myself that I was kind of sacrificing my life and friendship was that I'm doing it for my kids, even though I haven't got it, I'm doing it for my future kids, you know, so yeah. they can have, a, I want them to grow up on a farm and have free reign and, you know, just whatever. So, um, no, you've got do it. Farm. So if I don't do it at some point, I won't have any justification whatsoever. So, no, you've got the farm, farm. you've got to uh, plan the couple out. So, but yeah. you won't regret it, but each to the own. No, it's, um, I'm everyone's, I'd like to think I'm everyone's favourite uncle, probably because I'm their, their only uncle, but you know, <laughs> uh, you're on the telly, on YouTube. Yeah, 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 in fact, my sisters take the mic out of me and call me Cool Uncle Joey, because I turn up on a motorbike <laughs> and I'm on YouTube and all that sort of stuff. No, yeah. so like your YouTube channel, the minute, like, it's like flying, isn't it? Did you expect it to get this, this big venture? You never know when you start, do you? But um, no, probably not. The thing is, once it starts going really well and you have that for one month, you're like, I want that to happen. It's annoying people. I want it to keep going. I can't just be happy. I'm like, no, come on, I need to do a bit more. And yeah. But it is all brilliant. Do you know what actually is? Um, do you know has been a bit of a godsend about this MOT centre falling through is I've been focused on YouTube and the MOT centre coming up and whatever, and I've probably neglected the day-to-day -day of the, the yeah. current business. So that now that's kind of refocused me and my bloody hell, I'm doing all this YouTube stuff. I need to get back to making this run better in the first place. So that's kind of taken the, the yeah, impetus off of YouTube and um, the MOT and whatever. So try not to be too obsessed with it. But yeah, it is amazing. It's, it, yeah, I wouldn't have thought. I've never really been that popular of a person, do you know what I mean? I never was like in, in the, oh, I don't know, maybe that's not fair to say. Do, do you think this YouTube thing gets a bit addictive as well? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. One of my things I was going to ask you is how you're getting on and whatever, because um, obviously yours is going really well as well. I know obviously I'm on like 40 odd or whatever, and you're you're on two, not say only on two, but you've only been doing it a couple of months. Yeah. And that is like putting on a pair of flip-flops and climbing Mount Everest as far as YouTube's concerned. Is that what you reckon, yeah? Yeah, so, yeah, 100%. Because I, I was thinking as I was driving here this morning, I was thinking, I know a guy who films and produces documentaries and stuff for like Amazon and whatever. I've watched his things on Amazon Prime and whatever. And he's got a YouTube channel, he does things. And he was, he was just celebrating just yesterday. He's got a 1,000 subscribers in, in about five or six years, you know. Bloody so, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I, did, um, I, I, yeah I, I didn't know James Sinclair said, like, when he got up to, I think it was it was five thousand. It was like, yeah, it took him so long and whatnot. Mm. Um, but obviously, you help because you you give us a plug, you know. And it went yeah, it went flying still... at first, but I feel like it's plateaued now. But we do get ten. We seem to get ten subscribers every couple of days, an extra right. ten. So it's like it's like a trickle. But then I, I've heard something uh, a podcast where apparently you've got to do it for two years and it compounds and then. Once you get to, I think yeah. there's definitely a compound interest element to it. And I think they must like start promoting you more and more, you know, like yeah. as, as it goes along. But um, yeah, I think you just got to keep plugging away and all of a sudden you think, well, think about it as I'll look back and so like I looked at last Christmas and I was like, oh, will I make 15,000 subscribers? Well, this year we went to, I don't know, it was like 
think no, it didn't quite reach forty thousand. It yeah. was thirty eight or something. So anyway, we've done like another twenty three thousand subscribers in that year. But since then, it's on forty five or something now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it is. Um, it's just, as long as you do, you enjoy doing it. Yeah, because but I think mine's a lot different to yours because, and, and this is just look look for us because. You know, we done that podcast and you said, oh, um, you need to do a YouTube channel. And I thought, oh, well, great, let's do it. So I put an advert on Indeed for a, you know, a videographer. Yeah. And Josh, who turned up, he's been a filmmaker all his life. So he's, he's a storyteller. That's what he is. He, he was, he's like 37, 38. He's made films and stuff like that. Yeah. So when he first come, obviously I'm not used to all this cameras and stuff. And I was thinking, this is going to be a waste of money. I thought, this is, he spent about a month without even doing a, an episode. And then when he'd done that first one, and I watched it and I was like, God, this is really interesting. But then I'm thinking, is this because I'm just watching myself? Yeah, you've got that ego. kind of ego. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my ego was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is like, it's you on the, on the, uh, the channel, the yeah, yeah, the boxing. I'm thinking, well, Wayne the valet, you've seen him. I'm, I'm thinking he's really funny, actually. And then James, the salesman, he comes across really good. And then it's a little bit like The Office. And then obviously you promoted it. And then that first video, I think it's on like twenty five thousand views for your first video. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And then all and the, and I don't. This was the same for you when you first started. The reason I'd never done it before is because bit worried about getting like snidey comments and stuff and yeah, yeah. not knowing if my own inner self could take being slated. But luckily all the comments we've had, like 99%, are all just beautiful. Everyone's yeah. loved the channel and everyone's got loads of nice things to say. So then that motivates you to do more. Yeah. And now we've yeah. got a bit of a format now to the 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 um to the every time Josh comes in, we think yeah. well, it's not scripted, not not at all. But what we're trying to do is we're just saying, "Oh, look, well, this is what's happened today," and we'll just yeah. talk about it on the camera. Kind of more natural and easier and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's great. No, I'm glad. And do you think it's actually um, have you seen like positive results from it, whether like yeah, yeah. calls from do you know subscribers and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Oh, fuck it. It's, it's more ego. I mean, I went to the auction last week to pick up a car, and we were, yeah. me and uh, Howard were waiting in the queue, and this bloke came up to me and went, oh, mate, love your YouTube channel. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm in Leeds. I'm like, it's just, it's just, yeah. it was really oh, nice. Yeah, so yeah. If I'm being totally honest, that that's the nicest thing about it. <laughs> yeah. And I but know, do you know what the, the nicest thing about that is, and I, it just it, it gives you a bit of confidence because my biggest concern was that I've always said I'm not like I'm not an expert on car sales I'm not an expert on cars I'm, I'm not an expert on business but this is just me doing what I do and this is me giving it my best crack and whatever and I'm just being honest with you I'm not telling you how to do it that might come in future videos but you know um and you think oh people are going to be like oh you're doing it all wrong you're an idiot and you know what I mean I was going to say when it, you don't get snidey comments on whatever just give it time because they will come and I am quite snappy with people now just you get people who are just sad and want to yeah and does it or whatever. No, we, we have had a few snidey comments but for some reason because there's so many nice comments it's yeah. not as bad is it no 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 is that right 
it's just ones that just don't make sense like oh, i can't even think what was the last one uh oh i don't know just saying how you're i don't know ripping people off or you've got a crappy little banger pitch or, oh, or whatever they say it's just like yeah oh go yeah. away you know these comments yeah. are coming from someone's mum's spare dead. bedroom do you know what i mean it's just like oh just exactly exactly so i actually i'm trying to be a lot better now rather than going back and like i used to want to just call them names and like really like rip them rip into them <laughs> did you but, uh, yeah i used to and i thought i know it probably isn't very pc and it probably isn't very good for my image or whatever <laughs> to kind of show people but i wanted to i also want to my my is no nonsense so if someone was saying people think is people wouldn't say that to your face whatever it is yeah um if they did they would get you know a mouthful back and get put in their place which is what Fuck I off, but now i just i just just delete them or whatever or hide them from the you can hide them from the channel i don't really know what that means whether they're banned or not but yeah. um yeah that's, look it, it's just part of the process do you know what it is it's one of, when you've had one of those days or one of those months like it sounds oh, that's like when it happens yeah, yeah, yeah you get you get a few and you're just like you just put a video out and someone starts saying like oh, what was it the other day i had one where um Jason, my sales manager guy, he bought in an Audi Q7, a 4.2 V8 diesel thingy. And, you know, not the sort of thing we want to have or stock, but you're taking it for a grand against another car in a trade deal type thing. But the DPFs have been removed and whatever, and they hmm. remapped it and all that sort of stuff. So it's not something we want to sell, but we ended, we ended up trading it on. But I was yeah. like, I'll do a video while we got it because it's absolutely, it flies. It's a massive truck and we've got it for a grand. It was cheap. Yeah. And the first comments were like, isn't removing a DPF illegal? And yeah, and he's blatantly saying and driving around on it. It's like, what, what world do you live in? We took it in bike exchange. We're driving it around. I'm just saying, here it is. It's getting traded on. I haven't removed the DPFs. And like, how, do you really think there aren't that many cars out there like that? It's like, just come on. Just like millions just, of them, isn't there? But it's just wanting to put someone else down, make themselves feel better, I think. Yeah. Any chance they can find something to pick at? Yeah, yeah, you don't. And it always that. happens on that horrible day, the day you're having a bad time. Yeah. It's, it's guaranteed, and it hurts ten times more. Where yeah. it's a day that you're flying, you've sold loads of cars, everything's going well. It'd be water off a duck's back. Yeah, you'd even... laugh at it and find it hilarious. Yeah, yeah you'd laugh at it. So, 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 and and how long do you see yourself doing YouTube for? Like forever. Uh yeah, I feel like it almost could be like a like a retirement type thing. You know what I mean? There's like I want to keep building my business and get it bigger, and that's my main kind of thing. And film along the way because I think it all helps. Maybe when you get to a certain level, it all helps with like marketing and whatever. It's about like that James says. It's about the best thing you can do, really. I think um, just let people know who you are and that people like it's like networking, you know, isn't know. it? It's, it's yeah, networking, exactly. but it's online networking. Yeah. Uh, but I want my job to be like, you know, I want, say, like Jason doing all the sales. If I get to the other side, have him running all the sales with another salesman or a couple of salesmen or whatever. Um, I probably end up employing too many people because how many cars have you got on your site? And you've only got, what, like three people working there? It's like 50 something. Well, then it's about 50 cars. And there's me, James, the salesman, Wayne, the valeter, and that's it. Yeah. Doesn't matter because I got two valeters, two mechanics, two drivers. I got two salesmen essentially, and a full-time videographer and me. And mm. we've only got well less than fifty cars probably in stock most of the time. I mean, all right, we do the mechanical work and we do the transport and whatever. Yeah. But I, yeah, I feel. Like and is the is the mechanics is that better money than the cars then? 
No. No. No, I think... No. I, I don't know. Maybe if you were flat out and you were really on the ball with it and whatever... I'm honestly at the point where now that we're not getting the MT centre, I feel like just sack it. It's difficult because you can't just say to, well, I suppose you can, but it's just shooting yourself in the foot, really. Saying to all the kind of retail garage mechanical work customers, like, we're just not doing it anymore. We need to well, our sales cars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah. I just, it just pisses me off that I'll come out and I'll be like, right, can we just get this car through? It needs, I don't know, whatever, wheel bearing and a tyre. And then yeah. you can go across for its MOT, you know, like, oh, we got this, we got so-and-so's camp out in today, and that's turned into a nightmare. And I'm just like, oh, and all right, maybe we'll make a couple hundred quid out of that, but I can make two grand out of this car. So yeah. it's nice if you can do all of it, but the bigger you get, the, the more everything needs micromanaging, and I can't micromanage everything. So you try and put someone in place, but all yeah. the different things are different, and finding someone who can do all of it, you know, is... Well, I, I know somebody who's got similar setup to where he does local, like he, he does the cars on his pitch and he does, uh, you know, um, street work. Mm. So he sets one day a week just for his retail cars. So mm. every Monday, no retail work gets done at all. It's just the cars from the. Yeah. yeah well, the way I. We've got like that online diary thing so i've literally got like as in bays so one bay is customer work and one bay is internal work so for our warranties and our prep and whatever so that's how it should go but it just things drag on and then they get you know it just yeah. and but you know the way it is with car sales it's ebbs and flows so you might be all sort of booked up and then all of a sudden you need six pdis and yeah. three services one of them needs a cam belt and one of them needs a couple of tires and it all just kind of bunches up yeah so yeah. um yeah, it always yeah. comes yeah you you know you say oh that car's fine then the customer comes along even if it's got thirty thousand mile on they say oh, can you do the cam belt for us and i'll pay yeah. you and then you feel yeah. like you've got you just say oh yeah and then that funnel at the top at the the, the garage is just full of rubbish and yeah it's hard to get all them jobs done yeah so it's tricky i'm either i'm at the point of do i hire like an extra uh, and I get, I do. To be fair, I get messages all the time. Like, can I have work or whatever? I guess I've already seen the. One thing that's really nice is I hear on the videos all the time is like, it looks like a really nice place to work. You look like a nice boss and all that sort of stuff. And obviously yeah. they're right, but yeah. um, <laughs> so I do get emails every once in a while. Like, oh, have you got anything for this? Because I might say, oh, we need another driver or whatever. So then you get emails, but maybe just someone who's not a full mechanic but knows how to do tires and brakes and things like that because. I don't know whether I dedicate one person just for prep and warranty, and it's 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 tricky. I guess maybe well, I don't know. I don't know whether to scale down, keep it simple, and just mm -hmm. to our stuff and cater to the stuff that makes us the most money, which would be sales, or try and keep all of it going. But it's just if you don't more your stuff then maybe you could increase your stock to like 50 60 wow, guys exactly exactly and, that, and i got the i got the parking out here at the farm so i could have like another 10 if they were all prepped and ready to go they could be there and you do appointment only for those cars because they're off site yeah but it's just getting to that point getting through so to have those 10 parking spaces we need to get rid of the 10 cars that are there that are dead so i need someone to yeah. do those so see for for me having more cars well actually so i I had a bit of a bad time last, you know, after Christmas. I don't mm. well, we spoke about it, didn't we? Like all the warranty work came in. 
I've just got so many cars on the. I've made, maybe yeah, we had sixty cars, but twenty of them I'm not happy with. You know, I need to get them gone. So sometimes what I'm trying to say is having more cars isn't necessarily better for you. Um, yeah. But you, you've got if you are going to have more cars, just stick to the cars that you like selling that you know about. Because uh, the mistake I've made is I've, I've racked them up, I've stacked them up, thinking, oh, more cars, more sales. But you know what? Sometimes it isn't like that. No, you need to have the quality. Yeah, that's you know, it. The right quality. stuff, yeah. not just whatever in. I have made a bit of an unofficial to myself kind of resolution this year to just not buy, just because I get tempted at auction by the cheap tat, but I think there's yeah. no money in there's a, there's a grand in that, and it's really easy, and we can do that. Yeah. But when it turns out there's something wrong with it, and then it's like, ah, oh, it's so cheap, yeah. I can't be able to fix it. So you put it to one side, and it gets left, and it gets added to that pile, yeah. and it's just like, I get enough pieces of crap for a part exchange. Why don't I just, you know, just you know, just really, really focus on just buying good stuff? I'm so just, glad you're, you're saying this, because exactly the same as me. Yeah. And I think this is because we've started off with maybe the cheaper cars. So you've always got that, like, that, that feeling inside. If you get a good one, it's it's really quick and easy money. And there's more profit in, you know, the cheaper cars usually. Yeah, and they're really quick to sell. So you're just like, oh, it's, it's so tempting. Yeah. But it's all good so long as that gamble pays off. And that is what it is. It, it really is, yeah. is a gamble. And then when it turns up and, you know, the flywheel's rattling its head off, which means it's a flywheel <laughs> and a clutch. And then all your profit's gone. And then you're like, oh, well. And then you've got to wait for it to get in the workshop. And then they, once they start doing that, then they're like, oh, yeah, but all the brakes are shot as well. And it actually really needs all tyres. If you're going to sell it, and it's like, ah, oh. there, there, there never was any profit in that car. And exactly. I just made a mistake by buying it. And I could keep throwing good money after bad, but, you know, why would you? In, in the end, you'll end up worse off. It's really hard, as I probably listened to on your podcast before, um, just taking that bit of pill and just being like, I'm going to lose two grand on that car. Yeah. But that is the cheaper option. And than fixing it. And quicker. Mentally, it makes you feel so much better. Yeah. So last week on our YouTube video, it was um, dealing with losing eight grand. Mm. Uh, and this week, it was uh, coming back from an eight grand loss. And you can see, you know, that the, the losing eight grand, I was on the floor. I was like ready to yeah. give up. I was depressed. Then the week after, I've got rid of the Land Rover that I've lost three and a half grand on. I've got rid of the Mocha that I've lost three grand on. And do you know what? I feel great. Yeah. I feel amazing. Because it's like a great reset, I guess. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm going to claw that money back because I'm not going to make them mistakes again. What you've just said about buying the cheap, shitty stuff. Get it on Trade to Trade. Get it on that Part X Gold. That's a good website. Mm. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then just get shot of them straight away. Yeah. And I'm going to stick to nothing over like seven years old, unless it's not hard, no, because if someone does come in and it's mint part X, like we, we had an 09 Tiguan, which was, well, we actually sold it a few years ago and, it, and it's mint. So yeah, I will yeah. take this, but I'm going to be more cautious. Yeah. Yeah. Cars. Yeah. 100%. I've got a few out here that I'm waiting. Like I've got a, a really nice, like, 50,000 mile, I think it's like a 2010 MX5. We had, we've had, I've had it must have about 18 months now. And we had it all. You bought it from the auction? I think so, yeah. 
Yeah. And it was real, we had it really, someone come in, they wanted it for his wife. We got it all polished up and it really did look the absolute dog dangly. Everything was lovely on it. She came and looked at it and she didn't want it. She wanted a Mercedes or something. She didn't want a Mazda. And it was really like, she was just like the most ungrateful person I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, <laughs> we sent it for an MOT after that and it needed some welding on the sill. And oh, God, yeah. um, so we put it on the ramp and I was getting them to start doing it. And I was like, oh, going to be quite, it probably need a whole sill. We have to water it in and whatever. And that was, that was, this is, this is a bad side of having this place down there. I'm like, all right, stick it out of the farm. We'll get on. It must've been really busy at the time. We'll come back to that. Just haven't come back to it. And it's, yeah. it must it must have been there for nine months, if not more, probably longer. It was yeah. a nice 50,000 mile car. It owes me about three grand. It was all shiny and well, but it's going to need all new brakes now because they're all rusty. It's yeah. going to need that welding done again. And then, you know, it's the wrong time of year to try to be selling it anyway. And I just, just, yeah. Do what I just, will you get for it? And this is the thing, it's been so long now, the prices have dropped now. It was all right when prices were always going up, but that it, I think we had it up for about five at the time, so there's a couple of grand in it, but yeah. now, I don't know, probably just wipe my nose with it, I expect by the time we fixed it up. Yeah. But do I just, you know, get rid of it? I don't know, maybe someone will have it for a couple of grand, a bit of, I don't know, it's just one of those... The, way the thing is, like, saying, oh, I'll lose money on it, when you know you just do a bit of welding and put an MOT on it, you can... Yeah, it's just... Yeah, but you do the welding, you do the MOT. And you find something else. There's obviously be something else with the older cars. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's an engine management light comes, it's just, and then in your head you go, I'm never doing this again. And then you yeah. you, you do it. Um, yeah. I think once again, I need to take a leaf out of your book and just have that big reset. Just just get rid of them at whatever cost. You, mate, you, you will not regret it, honestly. Uh, you you look at like the, your, your monthly accounts or whatever, and you think, well, what, you know, we're making money, so it doesn't, it doesn't really matter if we lose a bit. Just that, just... Rip the band-aid off or whatever, you know, yeah. over the and then that's it. That's that it. Answer, yeah. Something you've just said here, what has tweaked me. Um, so I've got a, a little I rent a storage place down the road, and it's a little bit like yours, a little farm place. I get about eight, nine, ten cars on there. Yeah. And I thought, great, if I get 10 cars on there, it's more cars at the storage, more cars at the pitch. But you know what I've worked out? Having the cars down at that storage, you just forget about them. Yeah. You forget about um, outside um, out of mind, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I might get rid of that storage, and then just have higher value cars with well, you'd like to think more profit, but desirable stuff that's going to sell quicker. And not always. Like, that's the thing, isn't it? I always, I always thought my theory's always been that not always the case. People think, oh, if you're getting up to selling more expensive cars, you must be making much bigger margins. The margins are, for me haven't always been that much bigger. No. You might make some on some. But you're getting less headaches. Yeah, that's it. Customers. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you might, like you say, you might get the finance and you might whatever. And even they might even sit around, they definitely will sit around longer than the cheap thousand pound, two thousand pound stuff. But um, yeah, you, it's, it should be giving you an easier path through life for the more expensive stuff. That's it. That's it. You've hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I always remember Rory when I did a podcast with Rory from Iris Car Sales, and he said, he said about when he started selling the newer stuff. You know, they don't need discs and pads half as much. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't need tyres as much, you know. And when you do look at the reports online and you check out the tyre treads, you can just tell by tyre treads if a car's been looked after or not. Yeah. You know, Manheim or BC and it says Bridgestone, Bridgestone, Bridgestone. Even that gives you an idea, doesn't it? It's been looked yeah. after. Yeah, 100%. And, and, but the thing is, you don't want to pay too much money for it. That's the problem. Everyone wants that. Everyone so wants it. That's the thing, yeah. 
But there's no more, comp when it comes to auctions, there's no more competition for any type of car than there is for that cheap stuff. You know, when you go to, I don't know, is it, oh, do you go to physical auctions anymore? Or? No, I haven't been one in ages. But yeah. I, I know what you mean. It, the cheap stuff, everyone. People are just all over it. You know, so it's just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's even more oh. risk when you're buying online, because if you manage to get it for what you think is a cheap price, probably means everyone in the hall has looked around it and gone, oh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're taking even bigger Oh, but I, I would see this is another thing with this um, these trade cars I'm getting rid of. So I've got a, a Nissan Leaf and mm. it's like worth five grand. Oh no, four and a half grand. All it needs is a heater, you know, a, a, a heater for the the cabin. Yeah, yeah. ETCE heater, I think it's called or something. Yeah, Matrix, yeah. But they're like four hundred quid because it's an electric car and the handbrake needs releasing. Now, if it was me. Back in the day, even now, I'd still be tempted to take a gamble on that two grand because I know it's worth four and a half. Mm. Uh, 400 quid for any uh, handbrake probably would cost nothing to fix or maybe 200 quid. So there's a good two grand margin in it. I've had it on Trader Trade, Partex Gold, Auto Trader, and nobody's even rang up to say, like, oh, can I? Can I it's, it's having like a thousand views a day. Mm. Why do people not want to take the risk? You know, I mean, I, I think maybe we've got where we've got is because we have took that risk. Well, you have to, yeah. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is all, to start out with, it is all a big risk. Um, and, yeah, I guess a lot of people will buy something. And what I find funny is people are talking about um, auctions and stuff sometimes, and they'll be like, yeah, it's all crap. I bought a car from there, and the flywheel was rattling or whatever, or the brake caliper was seat, or whatever it is something that made this car completely whatever. And it's like, all right, and how many more did you buy and try? Exactly. Like, I didn't because I never buy from them again because they're con artists. It's like, <laughs> it's just laws of average. You just got unlucky. Like, most things are probably going to have something. So you're going to need to be able to do up a few little things. The first car I ever ever bought from auction um, was a Golf Plus that I bought for like 400 quid and it had this uh, shitty rear arch. And I rattle canned it myself and it looked crap. But it was good enough <laughs> to sell it at that point. You know, it looked better. It wasn't caved in in a different colour. Yeah. But yeah, people just... Yeah. I, I, I hate I hate the whole easy path to whatever. There's not an easy way to anything. Anything yeah. that's worth doing. I and, want a car that needs no work. And yeah. I want you to have done the cam belt. And I want you to have done the service. And have you checked all this? Yeah. This is buying it as a trade sale. Yeah. And I want to then take it away and make a grand on it it's like well no, so, i'm gonna do all that i'll do it myself so this this bmw um oh this is funny so the, the bmw we've got up for sale it's a one series it's 65 plates sixty thousand miles there's something wrong with the engine could be turbo might need an engine right so it owes me about six grand uh and i've put it on online for four grand saying you know engine problem but retail on it is nine grand so there's a five grand margin there you know easy and this chap rings up and he's like oh yeah yeah i've seen it and i've seen a youtube channel and that and i was like i'll buy the bm but, but why don't you get it fixed for me i'll pay you for the fix and then i'll buy it off you yeah i'm like well i'll do that myself you know I just, if i do that and i get it and it is fixed what i'll do is i'll stick the two grand margin on it that i want to have and then you're not interested <laughs> anymore 
Yeah, I used I used to get that quite a lot actually, especially with, if I used to put it's the problem is if you put the spares or repair stuff on your normal advertising thing like eBay or whatever back in the day when I used to do it, I used to get that a lot. People were like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, you know, I, I'd love to have it. Can you do the fix for me?" And whatever. It's like, "Well, no, I don't want to. I've got the time to do it." It's like, "Yeah, but I pay you to do it." It's like I don't care. I, I, I need people doing whatever else. Or yeah, it's a bizarre. Do you know what? I was going to do a video like a little short video type thing the other day because we're at home. So Sophie, my other half, she sells a lot of our part exchange things. And it is, I wish she wouldn't, but, you know, I give her a few hundred quid or whatever out of each of them, whatever, just gives her some money because she doesn't work that much. You know, she's down to part time. And uh, she enjoys doing it, which is great. But it's just the stress for me because it's like, it's like dealing with two awful customers now. <laughs> One's turning up looking at some cheap parts thing that's up for 600 quid. And it is what it is. If it was me, I'd just be like, they'd be like, oh, as it at the camera. If it's in a service book, it is. You know, came in part exchange. We've given a few hundred quid for it. You can have it for 600 quid. It's a, it's a bargain for you if you want to take a gamble or whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, um, who was the old owner and how long did they? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, oh, as it, you know, oh, this warning, I've jump started it and this warning like, it's like, okay, we'll take a risk if you want. If you Basically, if you want it, take it. If you yeah. don't, I haven't got time to talk about it, but she'll be there in between all three of us. But she'll be all nice. Yeah, but like, oh, could we could we get that done for them? It's like, no, if you wanted to do that, I would have done that. I don't, you know, it, it is as is. It just uh, I want it out of my life. So like, if you don't want to say that, I'll just take it to the scrap. I'll just I start getting wound up. But um she had one come the other day. We had this 2004 Octavia VRS, the 1.8 turbo ones, you know, the ones that the old the police yeah, yeah, yeah. use. Um, um it's on hundred and 40,000 miles or something. I think she had it up for 1,500 quid. And um, he turned up to have a look at it, this guy. And it was the first thing he said was, oh, just to be completely honest with you, I am a trader, so I'll be offering you a lot less. And she was like, oh, okay. And she's like, well, how much service history? She's like, I what what's there sort of thing. He's like, oh, not a lot, so I'll be offering you a lot less. And she was like, right. He came up and said this to me, and I was like, tell him to fuck off. <laughs> I was tempted because I'm, I'm at home. I don't want to get involved with this stuff on the weekend. But I was tempted to come up. But let's give you a bit of advice, mate. Don't turn up right off the bat being like I'm a trader, as if it's a justification for you need money off. He's like, yeah, retail for this is two and a half grand, but I need to make a profit, sort of thing. Who gives a fuck what you need? Like, yeah, it's yeah. such a weird. That's not how I would go about it. My way yeah. of going about it would be like, okay, great, can I have a look around. Okay, it's got all this, and then once you're armed with a few things, you say, right, I think the discs need doing. I think there's. A, I am a trader. I'm going to try and make a few hundred quid out of it. So I need to do these sorts of things, but I'll take it and make it easy for you. It's up to you. This is my offer. Take it or leave it. Don't want to offend you. And you go from there, but not turn up. And that's, that's your justification. First like, thing is, you're going to have to give me money off because I'm a trader. As if like, oh, he's, are you? He's probably not a proper trader. No. You know? uh, we turned up to look at this 2004 Skoda Octavia and he was in a, 2004 Skoda Octavia space. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, so is that what you're trading or? But, exactly. Um, Everybody's a trader, aren't they? That's what I um, think. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's just a lot of driveway traders or what, or I don't know. It was just the whole like, he felt like he should get a discount because he is a trader. Yeah. That's not a justification. What, what I normally say as well is I say, I tell you what, go to the auction mm. and see if you can get one for. 1200 quid plus all the indemnity fees you're just not going to do it so you're saving on the indemnity fees mm. you know you can check the car out here um 
But to be fair, I, I'm just really blunt with people. Um, I just, I, you can tell from the voice what car they're asking about, can't you? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It's just some sort of different voice. And before they even say what car it is, I'm like, oh, is it the 600 pound car? Oh, yeah, is it? Yeah, it's that one. And, the, and then you just usually, if they phone up and you answer the phone, you're like, good afternoon, very much. Joe speaking. How can I help? And they're like, yeah, the car you got for sale, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I assume you're talking oh, about the 500 bit car exchange, <laughs> as it's the only car we've got. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it is annoying. It is annoying. But it's what makes it... You know these um, recorded uh, auto trader calls? God, there must be some good content. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. We, our, our weekly coming out next week, there was one... This is from a from a garage, but um, Dan, who's kind of like our workshop manager guy, was on the phone. He's trying to figure out... It'll all be on our thing next week. But basically, we took it to an ECU people because it was had this weird ABS fault. We couldn't figure it out. We couldn't get it to talk. They looked at it, said, the ECU sat in water. We'll change it for 500 quid. You get a new ECU in and whatever, and then that'll be sorted. Like, okay, got it done. Again, shouldn't have sold this car. It was a part exchange that came into us. It was a 2007 BMW, and we sold it on again. Jason, my sales manager, he's like, they're money in now. I'll sell it. And whatever. I'm like, all right, you deal with it. But then it, I've got to deal with it when it comes back, I guess. But anyway, we did that. But it went in with 90,000 miles and came back with 147,000 miles. Oh, so we're like, oh, right, can we bring this back so you can get this mileage right? The guy's kicking off. He wants his car ASAP. And they're like, yeah, okay, bring it back, do it. Brought it back, left it with them. They're all happy. The next day, he phones up and he's like, I'll oh, just chase that if there's any update on that. And he, they, it basically turned around. I, our phone's through recording and I should find it. Basically, he was like, oh, well, obviously it's been clocked. He's like, well, I don't think it has. And he's like, yeah, well, it wouldn't come out of a different mileage. That's, that's been picked up from the ECU or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you've obviously clocked it and whatever. And like, we definitely haven't. And all the mileages and everything tally up. So I can't see how that should be the case. And he was, my guy was just like, do you not take a record of the mileage beforehand? We just wanted to come back with the same mileage it had when it went out. And the guy was like, don't tell me I'm going to do my job. And he literally, literally told him, oh, shut up. And uh, it went on and on. And he was, my guy was normally quite hot headed, but he was actually really, calm and um in the end i phoned up and i was like the boss happened to know who the boss is i'm like he needs to phone me and um yeah they got it wrong they'd converted it from miles to kilometers or yeah. something and uh, oh yeah it, it, they were like yeah it tallies up perfectly so it's it definitely is that it's like also we didn't clock the car then you know it wasn't <laughs> us and who was it you was talking no he's gone home sort of thing and i'm like ah it's not good yeah the, the things you hear it's unbelievable it's a dying it's a book but have you ever had a phone call where you've lost your like you've had a really bad day and then you've you've lost your temper with someone? Um, That's what I always try, you know. When someone kicks off at me, I think maybe the wife left him this morning. Yeah, you know, maybe he walked in on her with someone else. I always try to tell myself the, that. the closest I've had. Uh, I don't know if I've, I've got definitely got apathy with people. Um, just trying to think what. I had some, some crank caller phone him up at one point. It was telling me I was swearing too much on the videos or whatever and <laughs> using the Lord's name in vain. And he just wouldn't stop phoning like 20 calls in a row. And he wouldn't talk to anyone else. And, he was so, and I was just like, I didn't actually get funny with him. But yeah, he he tested my patience quite a bit. But um, who was, we had one guy come in and he bought a sort of 10 grand BMW off of us. It was quite a nice thing, low mileage, coupe, whatever. And he was a roofer. And he kept just going on, I make, 
800 pounds a day as a roofer and I'm here wasting my time looking at this car and I want to, you know, whatever, whatever, making out is, is the fucking really big potatoes, basically. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And I think, I can't remember what happened. He might have had a problem with his cruise control or maybe like an ABS warning popped on or something and he, he, he brought it back and he was getting real, real artsy, just whinging on about how much time he was... Um, we were wasting of his or, how, you know, whatever, how big of a deal he was and how much of an income. Well, I'm, I'm, we're all like, sorry, you know, so sorry something's happened. It was all checked, whatever it was. And I don't think it was, I think it was something of nothing in the end anyway. I think his morning light had gone back off again, probably gone for a puddle or something. But um, I, it was my ex-missus at the time, but he'd he'd come in and he'd like, I don't know, I think he'd been pointing and shouting at people and like threatening them. And my missus was like shaking in her boots. And um, it was just being a right bullshit. So when he next phoned up and I got him on the phone and I was like, don't ever come in here and threaten people and whatever. And I kind of, and I was like, I don't need, I don't care if you make 800 quid a day out of whatever and you bought a 10 grand car. You've seen the car, bitch. I own, this is before I had any stock. And I was like, I own every single car here. I'm not impressed by your fucking money, mate. Like, we're trying to help you out. Just like, do you want me to help you out or not? You're being a prick. You know, that was, that was the worst I've ever been. But, People just want to, uh, you, I guess you get to see all walks, people from all walks. You do. You do. All different types of people. And some of them, most of, like, you know, you got to say, the vast majority of them are lovely and whatever, but you do see some weird ones. And it's not always the ones you expect, is it? Like, no, some of the ones I've, I've walked away from thinking you are, one of the questions I was going to ask actually is, it plays into this. We had some old couple come in and, um, they were, they wanted, I can't remember what they bought, some boring car, I suppose. And they're part exchanging their say at lay on, and it had, I don't know, 160,000 miles on it. And we gave them 500 quid for it, let's say. And doing the deal, all that sort of stuff. And as they were leaving, she was like, oh, I've just got to say, the car in there has got an electric drain and it keeps going. It keeps draining the battery down. So it won't start tomorrow. Just to let you know, I, uh, we tried changing the radio because we thought that's what it was, but it wasn't. So we put the old radio back in. Um, but my conscience couldn't let me walk away without telling you. It's like, well, what the fuck difference does it make now? You've just give, let me pay you 500 quid for it, and now it's got electrical drain. You've dumped the problem on me. The fact that you've now told me makes no difference whatsoever to how your conscience should be feeling. Yeah. But yeah. what can you do then? You can't really do anything. But I was going to ask you, do you ever, if you get, because obviously you know what it's like. I've seen in some of your videos you're saying, you know, buyers are liars. So you get some who... Yeah, the car's perfect, drives superb. The car looks like it should be, and the customer looks like they're the type of person yeah. who and you get in it and it's like oh, and there's a million <laughs> problems. And you know, do you ever well, out say your car is not yeah. as you described it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually the last video, um I'm going about this Tiguan, what we've just took in part, uh, well, we just bought it from the customer. So basically. This customer has bought two cars from me before. So I can't, and he part X two cars at the same time. I can't remember what he bought first, but the first car that he part exchanged was this Mercedes, like an SLK, really nice, but really posh one, full history, all that. Um, and the battery must have been on the way out or something with, with the battery. The battery set on fire. That's, oh. that's what the new customer that bought it. So I was like, that fucking wanker. He sold me that Merc. You know, and then two months later, he rocked up with his wife and he wanted to buy another car. And I'm right. like, 
Oh, he, he can't have been lying about that because you, you wouldn't come in. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah. And then he had this Range Rover. And honestly, it had been serviced to death. It had been looked after. It was beautiful, immaculate. I, thought, I give him benefit of the doubt this time. So I, I bought that off him. Well, I part, he part X'd it. And then when you were driving it, it just judder every now and again. Like just a little jud. And then it'd go in limp mode. And I'm thinking, he's done it to me again, hasn't he? Fucking two, two times on the trot. So this time I was really pissed off. And I rang him up. And I said, oh, I think it's called Ken. I was like, Ken, I'm really sorry, but this Land Rover, you've part X me. You know, it's 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 juddering and it's doing this and it's doing that. It's like, honestly, Dave, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. No, listen, I thought he was going to say, oh, look, I'll give you some money towards it. And he was just really charming, really nice. And I, <laughs> and I was just like, all right, fair dues then. Maybe he's not lying. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, couldn't yeah. bring myself to do it, right? So then last month, he turns up again with a Tiguan that he bought with the, the we part X Range Rover. And as soon as he turned up, I went, I don't want it. I went, I don't want it. It's too old. It's an 09 plate. And it, he went, it's automatic though, you know. And I went, oh, let me have a little drive it up the road then. <laughs> I drove it up the road. And me and James were in the car and I was like, oh, I bought, I sold him this car. He's done 7,000 miles since he's had it. Surely he's not lying this time. So I came back and there's nothing wrong with it. I gave him three grand for it and I sold it for six. So that money that I lost on the Range Rover, I've made it back, haven't I? But what I'm trying to say is, I don't think he was lying about that Land Rover. I think some yeah. people, like, you've got to remember, we're, we're in the trade and we're listening for every little sound. We get in a car and we're listening for a rattly flywheel, a, a gearbox, you know. And I genuinely think some people drive cars and if they do a little jud every now and again, they just think, oh, well, that's part of the car. That's just what yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know what? I, I know exactly what you're saying. And sometimes it makes me feel like, not that I tend to be involved now, though, but say you get someone to bring a car in, you just want to buy it or they're going to part exchange it. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's lovely. It's perfect. You feel free. Go out, drive it. Take as long as you want. I know it's a lovely car. And you come back and... You start saying, well, clutch is slipping. I don't know if you noticed that the revs are going up and whatever, and you mm -hmm. kind of... It's all true, these things that you're saying, and I think one of the brakes is binding on because the wheel's really hot and whatever, but, you know, and you start saying... You feel like you're doing this, the conning salesman pitch. You're not. Exactly. You're just telling them the facts, but they're just completely oblivious, and they're like, oh, I didn't know that. And I think, you know, you think, how can you not know your clutch is slipping like crazy? But everyone drives differently, don't they? And you just feel like you're ripping on it. And I was like, do you want to come in the car with me and I'll show you? And I'll show you that the wheel's hot. And, and they're just like, no, 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 I believe you. You know, but you feel like you're... <laughs> it's you know, so this, awful, this, this is, Yeah, it's just feeding into these commenters online, the thing that we're ripping off all these old ladies and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then other people put comments like, why are you so stupid for part X in that car? Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like, but getting my shoes on a, a, a typical day and, and some old lady was really nice and whatnot. And it just, oh, what, what do you do? Do you say, oh, well, look, just take the car away behind the car? Because that's what mm. we sort of going Sometimes down. we have done, yeah. Sometimes we have done. My philosophy is that I want to I want to buy everything, but it's got to be at the right price. So if we say to him, no offence, but your car's rough as arseholes, so we can give you scrap money, a couple hundred quid, because we might better do something, but it might better trade it on, make hundred quid or a couple hundred quid or whatever. But if not, then just not interested. You know, if I can't scrap it and get my money back, 
then I don't want to deal with it. And even in that case, I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, that's this extra work. I can call a scrap guy, he'll come and pick it up. But otherwise, yeah, I'll be like, you might get more at WeBunny Car, go and do that. But like you say, the stuff that's like that Q7 we took the other day, and someone's like, a thousand pounds for that with no GPS, not of my money. And I'm like, well, you're lost then because we sold it for 3,750 a day later. So Did you trade you've lost that. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've right. lost two and a half grand. You know, who's yeah. the idiot? It's yeah. like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but they probably haven't got a business, have they? Have no, got, I know, I know. But it's just like you, you get other traders telling you that you know you're doing you're doing everything wrong. And yeah, I think a lot of them. There's one guy in particular on mine. I think he comments a few things, and I just he's like, "You should do it this way. You should do it that way. If you need advice, call me and whatever." And uh, I'm sure he means it with all the best of intentions, but I'm just like, "Fuck yeah. off." <laughs> you know, yeah. where's where's your car pitch you know some people do say stuff where you so like this week's video i moved the offices around i've just tweaked everything and somebody somebody just has to say one thing and in your your heart of hearts you know you've got to change it you know mm. that you've been meaning to do it but you've been really lazy so that's the the good thing about the comments sometimes yeah. oh yeah yeah Oh yeah, the vast majority of them are great, and some of them, yeah, are like, oh, I know, you know, or I, I know what the problem is on that car that I've just been moaning yeah. about, and they're yeah, giving me information, great. and yeah, yeah, everyone's telling me I need to like repaint ferromotors and things, which they're very right. But I was waiting on, yeah, you know, moving around, but again, yeah, of course, it is a working garage. It's not a TV show. I know it comes across a bit like that sometimes, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. got to stop everything and start painting stuff in between. So yeah, it's. Uh, I know, but that little voice inside just saying, I know I need to paint that room. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's, well, there's always there's always something in there. Yeah, there's definitely always something. <laughs>so that was our chat with dave i hope you enjoyed it if you did make sure you check out his youtube channel car dealer pro you can find his podcast as well it's called the car dealer pro podcast very handily and if you're looking for a car in the chesterfield area then make sure you check out the lovely car company as well if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to like subscribe whatever platform it is you're listening on watching on make sure you subscribe there's going to be plenty more coming like this in 2024 and going forward don't forget to check out my website shiftingmetal.co.uk for all of my discounts as well as my merchandise. If you're looking to sell your car, head to carsboughtformore.com. If you need a car transported, head to barrymotors.co.uk forward slash transport. I think that's everything I've got to tell you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time.